Good morning and welcome to the Adopting Bitcoin Pod, a weekly Twitter Spaces show covering bottom-up Bitcoin adoption with thoughtful leaders from around the world. This week, we have the team from Bitcoin Lake in Guatemala with us. Uh, this is a circular economy that was started in the fall of 2021, just before the first Adopting Bitcoin conference. Uh, we even hosted Patrick, the founder of the project, on a Twitter space uh, over a year ago now. Uh, and I'm excited to dig in with some of the team and hear about what they've been up to and what's happening recently. Before we hop in, quick mention of projects making this space possible. First, Blink, formerly known as Bitcoin Beach Wallet, uh, is a Bitcoin Lightning wallet built for bottom-up Bitcoin adoption uh, with built-in education, stable sats for volatility management, and a robust set of features for merchants. Blink is a preferred wallet of communities and individuals looking to use Bitcoin for everyday payments. You can learn more and download at blink.sv. Next is Adopting Bitcoin, a lightning summit in El Salvador taking place November 7th to 9th this year, bringing together builders, developers, and educators in Bitcoin country for the third year running. You can find all the information at adoptingbitcoin.org. Also announced maybe within the past week is Adopting Bitcoin Cape Town. So Adopting Bitcoin is, is, is growing and extending outwards to have a conference in Africa. A Bitcoin conference in Cape Town happening January 26th to 28th, uh, 2024. Unleash the future with Bitcoin, self-sovereignty, and parallel institutions. Join experts, advocates, and innovators from around the world at this event in sunny Cape Town, South Africa. Find all the information at adoptingbitcoin.org slash capetown-2024. Uh, lastly, I wanted to make a mention for Geyser Fund. Geyser Fund has recently launched its fifth grant, and it's specifically focused on education in Bitcoin economies. So most of the projects that we speak to and communicate with are, are fall into this uh, this space. We're driving bottom-up adoption in communities and economy uh, Bitcoin economies around the world. So if you haven't already, visit geyser.fund, find the grant page, and submit your application to earn some satoshis for what you're doing. That's it. Without further ado, let's hop in. Reina, Rudy, Eliazar, uh, really excited to have you today. Uh, I would love to kick off by maybe doing a round of introductions, uh, hearing a little bit about yourself, and then also maybe how and when you joined to join the Bitcoin Lake project. So Eliazar, I'll, I'll hand it to you, and then you can hand it to somebody else when you're when you're done. Right, perfect. Uh, thank you guys uh, again for, for this and. Well, I mean, I'm a star of Bitcoin, you know, on 2000, at the end of 2020, no, I'm sorry, at the end of 2021, uh, this was because Patrick in, I don't, I don't know, but a lot of you guys know the history behind my, you know, my, my person. I, I made Patrick and then we start to, you know, sharing it with me about Bitcoin and that's how, um, he, you know, who did the orange building and, and then he, he shared with me some podcasts, books and all that. And I'm a Lester, I'm from Guatemala, originally from, you know, San Andres, hundred percent Guatemalan and literally now the, the Lago Big Time project and happy to all what's going on here in Guatemala and, and yep. Awesome. One thing, your your microphone is a little bit muted. I don't know if the mic is covered. 
or not point not you're not speaking close to the mic so just a note i'm not sure if you have can improve it but if so that would be that'd be awesome we can hear you it's just a little bit muffled so yeah all right i'll hand it to rudy who are you and and how did you come about uh, bitcoin lake hey guys so i think my story is, is a little bit interesting because I, I'm 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 a Guatemalan, right? I lived in, in the city my whole life, and I remember the last time I went to Panajachel, where Bitcoin Lake is, is when I was like 14 years old, right? So it wasn't like a place I used to go like really often, but then just like Bitcoin Twitter was really making a lot of things viral, right? And one of those things was Kaboom mining, and I was like, no way, this is in my country, right? And I was like, I need to check it out. Like, I need to, I need to go. I remember in the same year it was 2022, and in that year I, I made my first Lightning transaction in the Bitcoin conference in Miami. And I was like, okay, let's check it out. I, I, I really want to pay with Bitcoin there. And I remember I talked with Eliaser and Patrick, and Patrick was telling me that he didn't like believe me that I was really trying to uh, move from the city to Panajachel, right? Because I was like really inspired by the, work, uh, by the work they were doing that I really wanted to to get involved. So at that time I was working for a, a crypto exchange and I was laid off uh, uh, after a little while because of FTX. So I felt like it was like the, uh, a really good opportunity to move from the city to Bitcoin Lake now that I wasn't like working full-time for for a company right so i went there and i i really really wanted to start helping in anything and one of the things that i started doing was uh, me premier bitcoin teaching right uh, we start with the first class in guatemala and it was a really nice experience right i you know like I, i'm a bitcoiner since i will say 2021 but i invest in bitcoin since 2018 so i think my whole I will say Bitcoin careers till 2021, I've been like looking to share about Bitcoin, really spread the education. So I think the, the, the lake was a perfect place to do it. I'm also, you know, like helping with some initiatives too. One of the things that we want to do in the lake very soon is to have a trust, a trash collection in the lake, right? Because there's a lot of, of, of trash in the lake and we want to clean it. And we want to involve the Bitcoin community in, in, in Bitcoin Lake, right? The, the, the students that are taking the classes, Bitcoiners that are already there. We want to clean the lake and obviously get um, get the volunteers some sets. So I think that's a good way to also to students and, and new newbies to, to get involved and get the, their first sets, right? Because obviously much of, uh, a lot of the people that we, we, we teach, they don't have, or they're not interested right now in, in buying their first Bitcoin, right? They're just learning. So I think getting involved in these type of activities are going to help them to, to get earn their, their first sets. Also, I just, I plugged the first Bitcoin ATM in, in Panajachel with Lightning. Right, we have an we have an open channel with Blink, so that's really useful too. But yeah, so I think it's a it's a game changing. The the BTM is also like really nice. I think people when they see how Lightning works, it's so different as on chain. I remember the last time I went to Salvador to adopt in Bitcoin, I, I made a transaction on a on a Bitcoin ATM there, and I, and I wait forty minutes for my money. Right, so I think this this new solution with lightning is really nice a lot of bitcoiners are like really happy with the 
with a Bitcoin ATM too. I think if um, I, I saw the the blog that Andrew Andrew uh, posted about uh, living without cash in Bitcoin Lake and yeah, the that the fiat ATMs are like really expensive. So I think uh, with Bitcoin aligning, we can do a little bit of competition over there. But yeah, so that's why I, I got involved. I think it's the best place in Guatemala for Bitcoin. I think the things that we are doing are getting traction. And obviously, this this, this will be, wouldn't be possible without all the community that's really willing to go to Bitcoin Lake, spend some sats, talk to merchants, talk to the people that are involved. So yeah, it's uh, it's been really cool. And that's why I got involved. Awesome. Thanks for that. I just posted in the nest. Well, two things. Because I was looking for a video of the ATM, which I think I found one uh, from some visitors you had from El Salvador, I think, recently to come check out the lake. But then I also posted team meeting proof of work with you three. So uh, that was an awesome picture that you shared. Reina, I'd love to pass to you for a brief introduction and how you came across Bitcoin Lake and how you came to join it. Hello, guys. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Yeah, so, well, I'm Salvadorian. Yeah, you are raised in El Salvador. And I had a chance to live in Guatemala for around four or five years uh, before the 2020, all the way, like even the whole COVID thing, I spent it here in Guatemala. So, well, I got into, you know, like learning about Bitcoin on my own, actually, and thanks to my brother. And then we heard the rumors about the law in El Salvador. We kind of already knew something about it. You know, everything happened. Now, then I got, you know, in touch with the guys from Mi Primer Bitcoin, just assisting to their meetups. We, you know, met Napo, met John, and little by little that uh, relationship developed. And then this year, they asked me, uh, well, Patrick from here, Lago Bitcoin, got in touch with John if it was, you know, possible to have a Mi Primer Bitcoin teacher here in Guatemala, Rudy, was the first one to teach the diploma, the Bitcoin diploma from the Premier Bitcoin here in Guate. And we came to the graduation of the first group with Napo that was back in April. So when they asked me, do you want to go to Guatemala? I love Guatemala as a second home. So I said, yes. And we came here. We've had all challenges, of course, with Eliazar. He's the one, seriously, that have opened the doors here for adoption, more merchants and businesses accepting Bitcoin. So those are, of course, the first ones that we were, you know, to talk to you. We're going to have, you know, the Bitcoin diploma or even just introduction classes about Bitcoin to them if they wanted to learn and then locals. And then we've also gone to schools, try also, again, knock doors and ask them if it was possible for us to teach. It's, um, it's a little bit different, of course, than in El Salvador, you know, because, I mean, Bitcoin is a, a legal tender already. Uh, Mi Primer Bitcoin has some self-establishment also, and we have a good relationship right now um, with the Ministry of Education that we hope that is going to last. And But it is different here in Guatemala. So what we had to do was basically as directors and they didn't know also much about Bitcoin. Panhachele is, um, is a small community, definitely bigger than Bitcoin Beach. But at the same time, you know, there is people that do not live here, like some teachers, they are from the outside. So they didn't know exactly what was going on with Lago Bitcoin. So they decided that in order for us to teach anything to the kids, 
we had to teach them to the teachers first and just so we can get an approval. And after two, three classes, actually, they decided, oh, okay, this material is more about financial education and new technology and Bitcoin. And they know, they kind of know it's the future. So we all know that it's basically inexistent financial education on our system and more in Latin America. Um, so even with regular education programs, it's a little bit of a struggle, but they accepted and we are working already with two different schools. We're going to have a graduation, a big one, um, September the 9th, with um, a group of about 75 students, which are going to be probably the largest here. And, well, whoever wants to join us, of course, you guys are welcome. And it's going to be on a Saturday, so it's easier, two, three hours, give you around the lake. The experience with the kids has been amazing. You know, kids are no... They understand inflation so quickly. It's crazy. Even at their level, they heard the adults, you know, their parents talking about the banks robbing them and how everything is so expensive and they come with no prejudice. So everything that they are learning every day is just making them realize even one student, I remember they told me the first class that we went, telling them what we were going to talk about for the next 10 weeks. They're like, thank you for coming. I know that this is very helpful. That was it. It was just so simple. So yeah. Very excited to be here. We are almost at the end of the school year as well. So basically, we're going to them and then work on the programs to start more tomatoes next year. That's so cool. Reyna, your mic, uh, for most of it, was extremely clear, but there's a little bit of ruffling. I don't know if you have a microphone that's like, uh, yeah, you're touching it or something like that or moving the phone, but just so you know. I wanted to mention, I think that you guys were the first to graduate students of Mi Premier Bitcoin outside of El Salvador, which was super cool. It was like middle of April. I, you know, I, I don't don't quote me on it uh, or, or tell me otherwise, but that's so cool. I mean, I know uh, we we featured the the Mi Premier Bitcoin t- uh, teachers on on this space actually about a year ago, and when they open sourced the the project, and it's just the way in which they've. Um, uh, yeah, partnered with people from all over, uh, you know, Mexico and and Uganda and all over the place. It's just so inspiring. But uh, yeah, good good job uh, bringing that to to Guatemala. There was a couple of things mentioned which I want to dig into more in a little bit. First of all, of course, me from Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ETM, the Kaboom. I want to hear more about this. But uh, first of all, I want to hand off to Kemal for uh, a game we call what what do we call it, Kemal? <laughs> yeah, the Bitcoin Circular Economy Checklist. Yeah, thanks for the introduction, guys. Uh, it's really cool to see Bitcoin Lake develop and prosper. And now it's been quite some time. It's been almost two years since you kicked things off. And there's already been a conference and Bitcoin is coming. We see, I, I saw, I think, Ricky and Laura were there, the Bitcoin Explorers. They made a couple of nice videos uh, from Bitcoin Lake, stayed there, paid with Bitcoin. But I really want to dig in with our checklist basically to get a feel like, is it possible to live on Bitcoin in Bitcoin Lake today? Like, and if yes, to, to what extent? So I have this little checklist and it's starting very basic, right? So, and maybe you can tell me like, is it possible to, to buy these things in exchange for Bitcoin? And at the end, basically we can determine whether it's possible to live on Bitcoin only. So let's start. So the first item, that's all obviously quite necessary for human to survive is water. Is it possible to buy water in exchange for Bitcoin in, in Panashahel? 
I think I can vouch for that because me being a Salvadorian, I don't have a, a bank account here. So Bitfinex has been really helpful because I can buy all my groceries at La Torre, one of the largest supermarkets, just paying with Bitcoin. And then on the little stores, definitely you can buy water. I've, I've tried to leave the Bitcoin. This is probably the first experience that I tried to leave on a Bitcoin standard when I first came on April and May. So yes, you can buy water. Awesome. And you, you also mentioned like groceries. Is it possible to buy rice, like uncooked rice? Yes, you can buy uncooked rice. Okay, awesome. Is it possible to pay for shelter, like a Airbnb room or a hotel room, or even maybe rent a place for long term and pay the landlord with Bitcoin? Yes, you can also pay that. Actually, I believe Andre also did it. Uh, you know, the Blink um, designer, he yeah. paid for his, uh, yeah, lodging here with Bitcoin. And now there is a new hotel that thanks to Eliasar, it is accepting Bitcoin. And it's one of the most, you know, like economic hotels, still private and very pretty that you can pay just in the main street of Panahachel, literally fits from the lake. So you can pay with Bitcoin for as long as you need to stay there. Awesome. I mean, we are, we have already a lot of uh, a lot of things covered. The most important things: water, water, food, and shelter. How about like, is it possible to buy my like top up my mobile plan or pay pay for my internet or other bills? You know that uh, digital nomad might need to do their jobs and and work to stay connected. Is that possible? Well, you know, like as uh, Reina uh, told us before that. Bitterfield is like really useful, right? So maybe we you can buy wi like a residential Wi-Fi, but you can buy your data, your personal data, and your phone, right? So maybe you can use it at a hot as a hotspot. But yeah, that that's yeah. it. Obviously, it's because you know, like they're like really big companies, <laughs> and we don't have like a lot of competition here. So we only have like two big companies, and. Obviously, it's harder to to get to them. They are not even based in Panagachel. They are based in the city. But yeah, with a hotspot, it can work. Awesome. Yeah, I get that answer a lot. Uh, right, Andrew? Like, Petrifil seems to be solving that problem quite well in I, I many just, different like, places. I, I just kind of, my mind hopped into the future. I, I hope that we look up, back upon this checklist, checklist and... and in a, a few years and we're laughing at, uh, you know, we're asking these questions that hopefully it's like, of course you can buy with Bitcoin. Everybody accepts Bitcoin. Uh, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun flashback into the future, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have one more final point. That's more for people visiting Bitcoin Lake. Usually like you want to do some nice activities like tourist activities maybe around the lake or something. Is there is there something offered for tourists or just, uh, I don't know, some kind of activity that might be fun and can be paid with Bitcoin? Yeah, you know what? Like, one of the really, really cool things about the lake is that you can do a lot of things for free, right? But yeah, I will, I will let Elias answer that question. Yeah, so I'm uh, hearing all the, all, the, all the, you know, questions that you guys uh, asked me. And, and it's really important. For, for for us to to you know uh, the people who's coming here and spend because it's very important so they can you know live with Bitcoin. So 
when we start working, when we start already feeling, we start to thinking about why really people are uh, Bitcoiners needs in, in a, in a, in a town, in, in project. So that's why we start to orange own uh, businesses that we, I mean, Bitcoin has been needed. We talk about water, we have stores, we have La Torre, we have like grocery store where you can buy water. Uh, and we have, if we talk about food, uh, like rain estate, we have uh, a little markets that are set in Bitcoin now. And I can say that we have uh, a lot of restaurants too. So if we talk about hotels now, right now, you know that once you start orange doing ones, it's like, it's like a chain that's, that it's like slowly start spreading all around. So, cause Panahachel is connected with a lot of friends, family. So they start talking about, uh, on, you know, about Bitcoin, about what's going on. They start to see the signs. So. Right now we have around eight hotels that are accepting Bitcoin, not only in Panajachel, but outside Panajachel too. So, and if we start talking about internet and Wi-Fi and all that, it is crazy, but yeah, I mean, there is a, a, a store over here in Panajachel that started working with Starly and, and they start accepting Bitcoin. So, you know, like I say, little by little, this project is growing and in the future, wow, everything you got pay in Bitcoin. And wow, the two activities we have, you know, the the, the center of Panajachel. And if you come into the lake, I mean you you gotta you gotta do some, you know, some tours. We have volcano, we have power gliding, we have ATVs, we have uh, water bikes, a lot of things that you can do. And right now, uh we have two, let's say, stores that they working with Bitcoin. So, so yeah, we we working on that, and and you can do all that and pay with Bitcoin. Well, that's perfect. I think we have everything covered then. So we have, yeah, everything covered. It's possible to live on Bitcoin, it seems, which is great, and Bitcoin tourists will appreciate, I'm sure. Good yeah, job, guys. Only need to look at the map in Blink or BTC map to see how they've, I think it was Jaime who is like the, the, the orange virus is taking over when you look at like places accepting Bitcoin and it is, it is strong in, in Guatemala and especially Panajachel. It's uh, yeah, super inspiring. I'd love to, to hear about a couple of the projects. So one of the things that I think is so cool about Bitcoin Lake is is like there's there's some unique things that you have going on one of which is kaboom mining and eliasar it, it sounded like when you did your intro that that patrick uh, introduced you to bitcoin so you you know it's been a maybe a couple of years now but but maybe newer to bitcoin and I, from from what i can see you're a celebrity because everybody likes to share videos and photos of you mining uh, your your uh, kaboom mining rig. So, could you tell us a little bit about uh, just that, how what that setup is, and and uh, how that kind of came about? Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, so we, you know, we start to orange building. We start to talking about Bitcoin. The business is here in Panama, but but I mean, if you talk about Bitcoin, I mean, you have to talk about mining too, so people can understand what what what's behind Bitcoin. 
So at the beginning, we started looking for ways to mine Bitcoins, but everything was, wow, expensive. I remember the first time when we connect a miner, a miner to, to you know, to electricity at the school. Wow. And from 100 quetzales, the, the recipe went up to a thousand quetzales. And, and that was on 15 days. So that was not cheap. So then we started looking for another ways to, to mine vehicles and, and we moved to, to the water treatment facility. And moving to the water treatment facility, uh, we started talking with the mayor and I mean, it, it is, I don't know if this is only what I'm out, but sometimes when we work with the state, when public uh, things, it, it is hard because they were, I mean, we were losing time over there. so. We was trying to do on 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 panels on solar on solar panels, but I mean that was I mean too much work and to get all down Guatemala is expensive. So then on July from the last year, uh, Bill Whitaker from the United States, a Bitcoiner, that he came and joined this project, this team. And he came with the idea to to mine with with use cooking oil. So we start. I remember when he when he called me and he was like explaining all about Bitcoin mining, all about the 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 oil, and I couldn't understand nothing of that at, at that time because because he was talking me to me about an engine diesel. So I, I was like. But how that's gonna work and all that. But yeah, we start to you know looking for an engine, a regular engine, and we went to Chimatenango. Chimatenango is like two hours from here, from from the lake, and we went looking for. We were all the day and looking for that engine, and we got lucky that we find that that the engine. It everything was like built once to like everything would work. Everything was like set up already, like the engine with the with the cables and everything. So he bought it and he bought it and we brought that from Chimatenego to Bahachel. We start to in those videos you can find on, on on Twitter and we connected. We bought some some diesel and we connected with diesel the first hour. Once get hot the, the engine we we just, you know, used the use cooking oil. But one day before, we was looking for oil. So on the hotel, he was, you know, renting. We went to the kitchen and we were we asking for some some use cooking oil. And then they they give us some oil and we we start filtering with jeans right after right there after the pool. So everybody was looking for like they were looking to. So I was like, what are they doing? Well, you know, everything was like in love and happy to, to what's going on. So, so then when we started use the, 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 the use cooking oil, wow. I mean, the engine runs very well. The different thing that you smell on the engine was that, right? You, you just are uh, smelling like French fries. 
and the mining, everything went really nice. And with the idea, we started looking for a place where to set up the, 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 the place. We couldn't find it. We start uh, walking like three days in Panache, looking for a place, where to, and then uh, we find a place. And it's the place where it is now. It's, a, it's just a parking car place. So basically, we we like just a parking uh, car place. So uh, we put the engine, and when when we find the, the the place, it was like surprising. And we put the engine, everything, and we bought some miners, and we connected. And and wow, when so so working with this, I didn't know that the the, the diesel engine was created to work with. With hemp oil, with vegetable oil. Man, I have never heard the full story of the Kaboom mining operation, but this is very cool. Uh, you guys were looking into mining, and you actually first plugged in a miner, and your electricity cost jumped from 100 quetzales to 1,000 quetzales within, 15, within a 15-day period. And I was doing some quick math here, not in my head, of course, that uh, that's about from $12 to $120 in a 15-day period. And most importantly, that's that's a 10x increase, which is not not good for the uh, electricity bills. And so you went to search out other means of power generation, and you guys had a uh, somebody, I think, from the States who said, oh, well, we could find an engine and we can generate electricity that way. Um, and so you guys went searching for a diesel engine and you were able to find one that it seemed like it was already set up to generate electricity. So it was like the engine converting into power that you could plug into and you've found, got some miners and, and the rest seems to be history. Uh, let me know if I got that right. And you can maybe add uh, on anything to that where, uh, where you left off or what, what else you wanted to share about the Kaboom project. Yeah, so that that's the couple project, like you said. We use instead we use our diesel, we use our used cooking oil to to run the engine and and create electricity and that electricity feeding those those miners. So this, but we it is something really nice because before people were throwing like throwing the, the, the oil on rivers on the sink and. It is sad, but they kill in the lake. They kill in slowly the lake. So our goal with with mining is make this bigger. This is like a proof of work. If we can do this with with a small engine and with a small uh, like two miners, we can really uh, make this big bigger. And that's the goal of you know from future. And we we. Want to connect, you know, a thousand miners, two thousand miners, and 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 slowly clear the lake. So Kahul is used cooking oil, a diesel engine that create electricity and filling the miners. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Thanks for uh, walking us through the story. I think that uh, it's. Other communities could do something like this as well. And like Kemal was saying, when we were getting the space started, such a cool education opportunity, you know, not just that you are plugging something and you're spending 
money on electricity, but you're taking waste and you're converting it into value. It's just, just such an awesome project. So nice job. Thank you for, for sharing it uh, with us. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing that project grow and others to replicate as well. I wanted to, to move to another topic, which uh, Rudy, you mentioned briefly about the new Bitcoin ATM. And this is something that I've been interested in hearing about, especially because I know that in the early days of Bitcoin Beach in El Sante, that the getting an ATM was was important and impactful because uh, having the ability to turn your digital money and satoshis into something, you know, physical paper that you're used to provides like um sort of a mental connection to say, okay, I, I can, I see, or as Kamal would say, it's like, uh, you're still able to go back to, to what you know, at, while you're learning about Bitcoin, and you're learning about the value of, of Satoshi. So Rudy, would you like to tell us about like, what got, what, what got you to into the ATM? And, and what was the process of getting the ATM installed? And maybe lastly, what, what has been the response? Are people using it? Are people liking it? Okay, so first of all, one of the craziest things for me about Bitcoin is this borderless, right? So it's like you can be in whatever place and you can use Bitcoin. So one of the things, so I remember the, the, the first time that I used a uh, uh, Bitcoin ATM was in Bitcoin Beach. And, you know, like it was useful, obviously, because you want to convert your Bitcoin to cash. <clears throat> but the experience wasn't that good, right? Like I, I spent... A lot of time waiting, and I and and I understand how it works. So it was like really difficult to me to understand how this will this type of things will in, improve the the experience if it's going to be like that, if it's going to take that amount of time, if you have like a bad, uh, for example, customer services, etc. So when I, when I went back to um, to Bitcoin Lake, uh, I remember you know like trying to figure it out what was missing. And obviously one of the things that was missing was this easy way to convert a Bitcoin to, um, to Quetzales. Um, and obviously, because it's borderless, also you, you get uh, a lot of Quetzales back, right? So I, uh, there is uh, a really interesting thing, a really interesting thing going on that people go first to Bitcoin Beach, right? Then they go to... Bitcoin Lake and some of them they go to um, Bitcoin Roatan or Bitcoin Jungle in Costa Rica, right? So obviously one of the biggest mindsets of this is if it's borderless money, people can go between circular economies and they can forget about the cash, right? Because they know if they go to Bitcoin Beach, they can have USD and when they are living, they can buy Bitcoin. Then they go to Bitcoin Lake, they can cash out uh, Quetzales. Then when they leave Bitcoin Lake, they can buy Bitcoin, go to Rotan. And yeah, you know, like it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting concept about, uh, about the money. Other thing was that one of my friends came, he is from the States. He came from uh, to Bitcoin Lake and he wanted to cash out Quetzales, right? And the Fiat ATM was charging him 7%. So it was it was like a, a, a lot of it was a really expensive fee right so one of the things was okay this can also help bitcoiners that come to bitcoin lake and cash out their <clears throat> quetzales right so i think it's a it's a really interesting concept for bitcoiners and they are using it so that's a really interesting thing that people are using the bitcoin atm 
most of Bitcoiners really want to cash out their Quetzales and they use the BTM, it's non-KYC too, so it's really easy to use. And we have merchants too, but you know, like it's interesting because when you talk with some merchants, they are holding, right? There are a lot of merchants that are holding their Bitcoin, that's a good sign too. And lastly, with with the merchants, um, we have, so, okay, th- th- this is interesting. So at first the, B- the Bitcoin ETM was only on chain, right? And the experience wasn't good. You know, like you have to wait a lot of time and the fees are high. So obviously there is this misconception, right? If you if you understand Lightning, but you don't understand on-chain, you're going to be mind blown by the fees, right? And obviously one of the first things that people are going to think is that you're charging them that amount, right? So I remember this time this merchant went to cash out. At the time we only have on-chain, and he paid like eight percent of fee, right? And he was like, "There, this is too much." And it was obviously a bad experience because he didn't understand the difference between Lightning and on-chain. That at the time, the fee that he was paying wasn't for for the BTM, but was for the miners. So it was a little bit complicated. So, but when we really get to install Lightning, that was a really tough process. It, it took us like maybe three weeks, a little bit more to install Lightning on the VTM. But after that, the process is really smooth. Everyone's like, uh, everyone likes how it works. If you go, if you, if you talk to someone that have used it, he's going to, he's going to tell you that um, it's super fast, easy, and the fees aren't that high. Obviously, if you compare it with a Fiat ATM, for example, or even for a, a credit card process thing, it's... Um, it's really cheap. So yeah, I think people people are using it, are liking that it's lightning, it's easy, cheap, and fast. And yeah, so that's that's been the experience with uh, the Bitcoin team. Obviously, we also have the um, open channel with Blink, so it obviously helps with you know like all uh, most of the the wallets on the Laker Blink. So it's really easy to to transact with it. That's awesome. Uh, it's good to hear. I love yeah tools that help people learn about Bitcoin and use Bitcoin in a simpler way. Something I was wanted to ask, and I think now might be a good time to, to do it is, uh, about like the merchant adoption in, uh, in Bitcoin Lake and maybe specifically the project's been running for almost two years and we've been having these conversations week over week with communities from around the world. And you see some communities saying, oh, well, we onboarded a lot of merchants, but there's not many people spending Satoshis or, uh, and, and so for now for, um, for a project that's been running for a, a long time, like how would you guys see, uh, sort of the day to day usage of Bitcoin in the community? Um, are, are merchants typically continuing to accept Bitcoin or are there ones that say maybe used to and decided not to anymore? Like, is it growing? Like, I'd love to hear just a little bit from uh, any of you or all of you about your perception of kind of, yeah, a year and a half into the project or more. How, how does uh, Bitcoin usage look like on a day-to-day basis? Okay, I, something really, really fast. So, uh, you know, like that really cool thing about living in Bitcoin Lake is that you start to have a relationship with the merchants that accept Bitcoin, right? Because you, you usually go to places that accept Bitcoin, right, to support them, etc. 
And what what I've heard about the the merchants that some of the merchants that have Bitcoin is a really good understanding of 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 that technology, right? They are really willing to accept Bitcoin not only because it's cheaper, it's cheaper, because they want to hold it, right? Like they want to accumulate Bitcoin. So that's a really interesting shift in mentality that you're not only accepting it with because if it's a cheaper and faster payment method, but also because you want to stack some sets. The other thing that this um, this is really interesting is the minimum of payments, right? So, for example, if you want to pay with a credit card, you have to have a minimum, I don't know, 100 quetzales, right? And it's really cool to know that if you pay with Bitcoin, you don't need it. So I think it, as, a, as a someone that is spending sets, it's a really interesting thing to see that you don't have to have, a, you, you don't need a minimum to to spend and sub merchants know that and that's why they, they have implemented it too. Yeah, so so I think that that honestly, I mean I've been here almost two years in this project and of course you're gonna find people that they are just stopped for some research, maybe because I not that much Bitcoin is coming to the league. But it's the it is part of of of, of the, the, the project. We can't really obligate uh, people to start accepting Bitcoin. So, so that's why we 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 start educating people about Bitcoin, and and that's why this year we start to to educate them, and that's why we 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 start with me primit Bitcoin because remember that the the bull market is coming, but then the bear market is coming, so they have to understand to very well about Bitcoin. Yeah, it's again, you know, we're now that we're starting <clears throat> to see the uh, the projects that that kind of followed in the footsteps of Bitcoin Beach, right? Bitcoin Beach is pretty unique. Uh, it kind of became a mecca uh, for Bitcoiners to go to, right? Uh, you know, adopting Bitcoin day three is, you know, a lot of people go to El Zante, and so there's a it's a a little bit unique in that way and now you have uh yeah bitcoin lake bitcoin jungle bitcoin beach brazil Mo the motif project in peru that are now like growing up right two years old and so you it, it's um it's very interesting to follow the like you said right if you're a bitcoin project that started maybe within the past six months you you're the merchants who you've onboarded you know have not really experienced you know a run-up to you know, 60,000 Bitcoin or down to $15,000 Bitcoin or something like this. And so you you guys are starting to experience and you, and the community that has been onboarded experience the, yeah, the ups and downs and, and sideways uh, of Bitcoin. What's, uh, you, you know, uh, I, I'd love to know, uh, Elias, sorry, I think that uh, Reina just mentioned that you onboarded a hotel recently i'd love to hear about you you know and, and not to mention you've been orange pilling now for uh, over a year what are some of the the ways the things that you do to uh educate new new merchants or get new merchants on maybe tell us about this story of this hotel have you been trying to get them for a while and they've been resisting or is this something kind of brand new interesting so i always talk with people and then give examples to them like we started thinking about Visa and MasterCard, how long they've been working on, and it's still in some stores, you can't pay it with Visa and MasterCard with card, right? So, you know, I give you this example because when I'm start talking about Bitcoin, it's like, this is something new. 
this is something that we just have like a year and a half, like two years working on. So, but I give you this option, like you have a business, right? So you have to, for you, this is, I mean, for you, it's better to, to sell more if you have more like options to charge people. So I have in my talks, like I give you examples, like what's the bank, how banks work, how Visa works, and how Bitcoin works. So this hotel, I mean, it's interesting because the last time where Bitcoin beat into the, the late, that was the hotel where they stay, some of them. So Chimera and me were with the, with the, with the guy, with the, I, I don't know if he is the owner, but we start talking to him. And Chimera gave him some, some sacks, right? And we, you know, we download the bling wallet, gave some sacks. And when they see the transaction, the lightning transaction, that is instantly and wow. It was like, okay, okay. And if, if we talk about now a, a banning that if you want to send money to somewhere else, Rainland, and you gotta, I mean, the first thing that you have to note is that if it's 7 p.m., the bank is closed. You, you can't send money tomorrow. Uh, second thing is that your money is not gonna be there until maybe the next day. And then how much are they gonna charge you for that? And comparing all this, I mean, with Bitcoin, you can exactly where you are. So uh, this, this hotel was uh, really nice because Chimbera was giving a lot of examples. And then I came back the next day talking to them about, you know, opportunities that they have. Because a lot of people from El Salvador, they come to Guatemala on August for some vacation that they have. So it is a chance that they can, you know, make more business. And Ray Lausch is one of the students of my premier Bitcoin, and he's excited about uh, learning more about Bitcoin. So, yeah, my, I mean, it's easy. The, the way I'm, I'm start talking with, and like everybody just giving some stats and comparing how the money works and how Bitcoin works. That's awesome. I laughed when you mentioned uh, Chimbera's involvement. I, I don't think anybody can can fend off the orange pill when when Chimbera's around. I know <laughs> I know he was uh, involved in orange pilling a car dealership in in uh, El Salvador, and you know of, of of course the work he's been doing for for uh, you know many years. So that was fun uh, fun to hear that uh, that he was involved in the uh, in orange pilling the hotel, but. I mean, nice work for you guys, orange pilling uh, and onboarding just hundreds of merchants over the past more than a year and creating such a cool community. I want to invite others up for questions. If anybody wants to, uh, to join and has a question or comment uh, about Bitcoin Lake or maybe a story if you've, if you've been there. And meanwhile, uh, I have one more question. We're about a, an hour in, so we'll start to wrap up here soon. But one thing I wanted to ask about was the... The, lo the sort of the local government and local community involvement, it seems just from like pictures and tweets that um, you guys are connected to, is it like a mayor or something like this? Like, have you seen, have you gotten 
uh, sort of support or or pushback from the community or local government or anything like this, and and any like t- maybe tips you have about building a community that that you know reaches the size and and um, duration of your community, I'd love to hear about. Um, yes. So when we came here with um, Napo from Ibrahim Bitcoin, and we went with Patrick. Check check. I can hear you. I cannot hear Reina. Can anybody hear Reina? No, I think uh, she lost connection. Uh, okay. Uh, Reina, if you can hear me, if you can drop down, maybe I'll kick you out. And Reina, we will bring you back up. Maybe she'll come back in. Looks like Elias are dropped to listener. Uh, we did have somebody join. I did. We did have one more topic to, to cover as well, if we can get Reina back. But meanwhile, Ballistic, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. Did you have a question for the, yeah. the Bitcoin Lake team? Yeah, sure, sure do. Guys, I travel to uh, Guatemala uh, often. Uh, uh, my uh, my wife is from there. So we travel there from the U.S. quite often to visit with family. And so we we come to Pana uh, uh, now and then and stay, but I haven't been there in a few years. We're thinking about going at the end of this year, November, December. And if so, I would have a short time, one day, maybe two to come through Pana and stay there. So with that in mind, do you have a list of the businesses and restaurants and vendors that take Bitcoin that I could access to uh, so I could make sure I visit them? And the second is uh, question is we, our house is decorated heavily from all the Guatemalan cloths and tablecloths and bed sheets uh, or bed covers that we buy there in Pana. From the from the ladies who have those uh, outdoor markets set up, do you know of any of them that deal in lightning and or or Bitcoin that we could uh, deal with when when we come next time? So um, nice to hear that, and nice to hear that your wife is is Guatemala, and happy to have you here by the end of the year. <clears throat> so you know, like you have the B, the Bling map on your app, you have also a BTC map on the, on, on the web, so you can check uh, the merchants that accept Bitcoin. And I think one of the cool things that uh, most of the, most of us live there most of the time is that you can reach out to us anytime. And if we are over there, we can give you a tour. Like we call it like a tour. And to be honest, it's not much than one day long. We take you to all, you know, like main, one of the main restaurants, places that I said Bitcoin. Then we t- take you to um, to Kaboom to see the Tuk Tuk, to see the, the the Bitcoin boat. And yeah, so <clears throat> to be honest, if you go at that time and one of us is there, we can give you like a really nice tour uh, on Panajachel and Bitcoin Lake and see what's what's going on. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll just do that when we get there. I'll just reach out to you. Uh, but yeah, especially I want to ride the Bitcoin Tuk Tuk, but... When we go, like I always enjoy going to some of the other places across the lake, like uh, Santiago. I love going there and uh, the San Juan and some of the others. But yeah, since I would only have a short period of time, you know, less than 48 hours more than likely, I definitely want to go to the places that accept Bitcoin and, and meet them and, uh, and leave some sats behind. No, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting. I will say two weeks ago, well, like two months ago, I met someone in Nostr that he was Guatemalan, but he lives in Switzerland, and he came like two weeks ago. And when he came, one of the things he was doing, he was like uh, going to a, a lot of places and didn't accept Bitcoin and just asking if they accepted, right? 
So I think that's a, another cool thing to do when, when as a Bitcoiner, when you come to Bitcoin, like to go to random places and ask if they accept Bitcoin. Or for example, he was like giving away tips and trying to convince workers to download a Bitcoin wallet and sending them Bitcoin. So yeah, I think it's a really nice opportunity for every Bitcoiner to come to Guatemala and Bitcoin Lake and yeah, give some of the knowledge and sets. Uh, so if, we, uh, if we're coming, I'll, uh, I'll send you a DM uh, if we're able to make it there uh, near the end of the year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Very cool. Thanks, Ballistic, for joining. Thank you in advance for visiting and leaving sats behind in the lake. I think we've, uh, we're getting extra buggy X app or Twitter today. So, Elias, sorry, we may have trouble getting back on. But, uh, Reina, you, we, before you uh, experienced some audio issues, you were telling us a little bit about the involvement with Me Premier Bitcoin and the, like, the local officials or something like that. Would you like to uh, continue uh, that story, please, if, if you would? Thank you. Yes, I thought I finished and I was still there. I just didn't hear you guys. Yeah, but like we said, we have, you know, kind of maybe not the full support, but definitely uh, approval in some way, like for the local authorities to work with the community. That's what basically Eliasad and Patrick did when I first came here. And so it helps, you know, in a way it helps. We even had um, the chance to hang some like flyers in the office, the municipality office for anybody that wanted to learn about Bitcoin and they were okay with it. We just made flyers with Elias at about three classes. And what we did was hanging around the community because, I mean, there is just so much and so many miles that one can walk on a day, but we put them within the community and they said message to Elias with anybody that wants to learn. We meet up at a coffee shop or sometimes here, uh, on a park place, for the people that is interested in learning, they've been definitely a lot of aha moments. The guy that Eliezer was telling about that day, Orange Field with Chimbera, is yes, learning now about with the Bitcoin diploma. And he is, you know, makes like when he finished, he's like, it makes sense, you know, everything makes sense. They just didn't know about it. The kids, with um, when they download the Blink and then we visit them the next week, they are playing, you know, the little game to earn the sats. And they're like, oh, I have more sats now. I did this. And they check the map. It's, uh, they get it even easier than we did. So it's great. It's good to see everything happening here. Little by little. And, you know, we're just learning the lessons and we know that it's going to just get better. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And I think that you said in your intro, you you mentioned a little bit about the Me Premier Bitcoin you guys are running, but I'd love to hear just a little bit more if you have more to share. I think you did you say it was like you're going to run it the third time? Do you mean running the third time like as another batch another, of people? Yeah, like a cohort. How many how many like cohorts or students and then and then I'd love to hear a little bit about the experience of like standing up the the uh, me premier bitcoin program for anybody who might be listening or listening later and wants to do something similar so what we do in because everything you know everybody works here so it's been a lot of one-on-one classes which it helps because you know you have more the opportunity instead of group classes the only ones that we're doing right now as a group are the students because we go to the school we've given us an hour and a specific day of the week and so the other schools, so we have our days where we go and visit them and we put them the videos and everything. So with people that wants to do, I will say on communities, 
definitely just have, you know, as much time available that you can. What we're doing right now here with Eliazar and the Lagoville project is kind of start having some sort of an office, you know, like a place where you can schedule classes. You know, in San Salvador is uh, the house of Mi Primer Bitcoin. So when we want to host a group to teach the Diplomado, it's easier because we just, okay, we put the address, come here every Saturday, 4 p.m. That was not possible here at the moment. And people, when we would go, when it is a little bit of resistance at the beginning, they will say, oh, I cannot do this time. So just show them the time that you can have available for them. And that was basically more because I was here full time. So I would have all the time for them to show up when they can. Normally it's in the afternoons after everybody's from, uh, off from work. But they, um, so that's what we're doing right now, just one-on-one -on -one classes. And then just with the schools, hopefully next year, they can just open a new, they can open you know, a new space for us. So the students that are getting older are also going to start. And how does it work with the Mi Primer Bitcoin textbook that was created in El Salvador in Spanish? We had heard from Mercedes from Bitcoin Yucatan that applying the textbook that was created in El Salvador in Mexico is a little bit difficult because despite it, because they have like different dialects or different languages in Mexico and not all terms are used or familiar for people. How, how is the situation? Like, can you use the Mi Primera Bitcoin from El Salvador one-to-one -one in Guatemala without problems or are there a couple of maybe localization work necessary there? Um, not really. Yes, I've heard that what Mercedes said. I, I, I listened to the ones that you guys had with Guy said it was great. Uh, but no, honestly, I've been lucky in that way. So the local language, listen, listen, Guatemala, they speak Spanish, but there are about 12 native languages that they have. So in Panajachel is Cachiquel. And the kids do learn a little bit in school, like numbers and, you know, just so not to let it die. But uh, with the Mi Primer Bitcoin Diplomado, there is a lot of similarities. I think maybe we are a little bit more similar in that way from El Salvador. So I haven't had to adapt much other than just the currency when we talk about dollars and quetzales. But in a way, because this is a very touristic town, they also are used to receive dollars, receive euros even. So it's not hard for them to, to understand. And then when we explained about, you know, the monetary system, and of course the US dollar is the reserve now just to make international exchanges, they, they get it. So no, I haven't, I've been able to use the diplomado that we have from El Salvador in here kind of easily, I will say. Well, that's great to hear. One one trouble, one challenge less uh, that you have. And yeah, really, really great work getting the Diplomado to Guatemala. And hopefully it can spread from Panachahel to and, and find other dedicated teachers who can bring it to other places in Guatemala as well. It's really amazing to see how this effort from Yeah, that started in El Salvador with the initiative of John Danahy and the local Bitcoiners in El Salvador. Now is really like 
jumping across borders and being reused and translated and localized and applied. I think this is a really like low time preference play, uh, obviously, because the fruits of it will, yeah, they're not instant, I, I suppose, but all the people that are making this diploma, they already know and understand so much more, <laughs> definitely more than I did when I finished my, I don't know, 13 years of university, uh, of school and, and university uh, on top of that uh, about money and how the financial system works and and especially like how Bitcoin works. Uh, like I had no idea. And so all these people that are doing this diplomado, they have a head start compared with so many people and they'll get it. And I, I, I think it removes a lot of the barriers and yeah, makes people familiar with it. And when you're not strange, when, when something is not strange, you are more inclined to adopt it. I, I, I think that's for sure. Whereas if you don't know something, you, you don't feel secure handling it. You don't feel secure restoring a wallet. You don't know what you do when your phone is broken for example, and now where is your Bitcoin? <laughs> How do you access it and stuff? Obviously with uh, Blink, for example, it's easy. You can just type in your phone number and you get a one-time password. But if you have a self-custodial wallet, um, just having gone through that experience once at least of yeah, deleting a wallet and restoring from your backup is just something everyone should have done. And I know Bitcoiners that have not done it, even though they have Bitcoin, because they just set it up once and did not prepare really for that, yeah, catastrophic in apostrophes. Like, in, it's not really catastrophic if you have a backup, right? But it's still like something that makes you feel uneasy when it happens <laughs> and your phone breaks down or, I don't know, your hardware wallet breaks down. And you have to restore. And yeah, it's good to have gone through that process at least once. That takes a lot of the anxiety, I think, and makes you more likely to yeah, feel confident using Bitcoin. So thank you, Reina, for, for teaching people uh, in Guatemala. Yes, definitely. In everything that you said, that's so true. Once they... It's, it's two sides, right? When they receive the first Bitcoin transaction and they're like, oh, okay, so it's, it's not that hard, especially something else. And I resonated with that with uh, Mercedes from the other talk was that as a woman, one of my goals here was also empowering more women and to take more into, you know, in Latin America, sometimes we leave the financial decisions to to the guys, to the husbands. And it's been really great seeing how more women want to learn in a way, like at least, you know, Maybe that there's just a long road. We're not going to change a whole culture now, but learning about how they can keep some of, you know, either their remittances that they receive and how they can storage money because there is a lot of unbanked people here as well. Takes a, a little bit of that uh, fear, I will say, of the new things and new technologies. And then they know that the kids are going to be able to help them they're like, okay, yeah, if, if my son can, can learn it, then I know I'm going to be fine. So it's both sides. But yes, thank you guys for the chance. Uh, yeah, amen to all of that. I experienced getting kicked out of a hot wallet when I was actually at adopting Bitcoin last year and, and having to come home and, and restore it. It was a wallet that I hadn't uh, yet restored. And so to Kamal's point, like, 
yeah, everybody needs to go through it. It's so cool that uh, you guys that are running Me Premier Bitcoin are giving newbies the opportunity to do things the right way, to do things well, to to get comfortable. Because I think, and I saw this at a a, a meetup. So I run the, or I, I started the Rhode Island Bitcoin meetup up up in my town, and and there's people who are asking about oh, what's you know what's what um, cold storage setup is the best and. You know, I was saying to somebody the other day, the best is the one that you're comfortable with. And so the work that Me Premier Bitcoin is doing to make people comfortable with appropriate cold storage is, uh, yeah, is really, is really important. Um, so thank you, Reina. We are coming into the end of the space. We're having enough, uh, some pretty significant, uh, maybe Twitter issues here with people getting kicked off of speaker. I think we might've gotten Rudy back. Um, but I want to, first of all, thank Reina, Rudy and Eliasar for joining us, sharing their knowledge, lessons, insights with us today about Bitcoin Lake. Uh, I want to shill to everybody to follow at the account at Lake Bitcoin, which I've put in the nest so that you can keep in touch with what's going on there on the project. Uh, and it, it looks like we at least will have uh, Reina and Rudy. I want to give people a chance to offer some uh, parting thoughts, some lessons for other community builders, or anything that you would like to shill events or uh, things for, for people that people can do to support you. So maybe first I'll see Rudy if you're there. I would love to hear some final thoughts for you before we let you go for the day. Anything we missed or that you want to share with people? One of the things that um, I think are coming that is really cool is our website. It's almost done and it's going to be a really new, refreshing website with initiatives. We are going to find more information about what, what we are doing, a page for donations too. So yeah, that's one of the things that we are working up right now and, and the initiative of cleaning the lake too. We want to involve the community, involve the community also to earn some sets. So yeah, there are interesting things uh, going on and I hope you can come this year to to Bitcoin Lake. Uh, awesome. Do you all have a domain that you that people can stay in touch with? Uh, like I said, they can follow Lake Bitcoin on on Twitter. But uh, what domain will it live at when it's ready? LagoBitcoin.org. Love it. Uh, Reina wanted to pass the mic to you for any of uh, yeah thing that we missed or final thoughts or things you'd like people to know. Um, yes, of course. Thank you guys for the space. And we invite everyone to the graduation of the students from this speak group that we had is going to be on Saturday, September the 9th. Here at Lago Bitcoin is um, the school. We're going to make the flyers and put it on social media soon. It's calling Spapa, but it's right in front of the park. Like if you put the park of Panajachel, it's just right in front of the park. And also there is a group that has been organized we are still working on it, but we're going to share the Telegram group soon for everybody that wants to come spend a week, a few days here at the lake before adopting Bitcoin. I believe last year was right after, but this time you can come, enjoy a few days at the lake. It's actually the best time, best weather also to come. So yeah, we invite you for uh, the activities and if you want to see you can take advantage of that trip to El Salvador and just come. It's just a few hours. Anyway, I don't even feel the time when I come going back and forth from El Salvador to the lake. And it's really easy. If every, anything that you need, just send us a message and we're going to help coordinate transport, guides, anything. 
Awesome. Yeah, that was cool to see. I don't know, maybe 20 people or so last year uh, hop on a bus from adopting Bitcoin and go up and visit and seeing the pictures come out. So it's cool to see that you guys are doing it again and you're doing it ahead of ahead of time this year, which is neat. I can't wait to, to, to check that out. The ex-gods won't let Eliasar back on stage, so we won't be able to get final words uh, but I wanted to thank uh, thank him for his for his effort. Follow him down there as well. It's a super you know powerful thing that you guys are doing, uh, bringing opportunity, freedom to people around uh, Parachel. So yeah, I'm inspired by all of your work. And uh, thank you to everybody who's listened today and everybody listening after the fact. Uh, these spaces uh, happen weekly. We come together with different leaders around the world who are bringing Bitcoin into bottom-up uh, adoption situations and communities. And so uh, it's it's a great space um, on a weekly basis on Thursday. Next Thursday, we will have uh, the guys from Bitcoin Ikasi, Machankura, so Kogato, Kogato from uh, Machankura, and uh, some folks from the uh, yeah South African Bitcoin space speaking about adoption as well as the new Adopting Bitcoin conference to to come to Cape Town in January of 2024. Uh, so adopting Bitcoin in its third year is now uh, spreading around the world. Uh, and the first place beyond El Salvador will be in South Africa, where there's a lot of exciting things happening regarding Bitcoin adoption. There's multiple Bitcoin communities, community projects. There is what we've probably all seen flutter around the the internet of pick and pay and grocery shops chains that are that that are accepting bitcoin and now you can go and experience it for yourself so go to adoptingbitcoin.org slash cape town dash 2024 i believe is the url and most of most importantly join us next thursday one hour later than usual uh, so uh next thursday we will kick the space off at 5 30 p.m utc uh, which is 1.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, and then we will, yeah, do th- open mic for 30 minutes as usual. So join us and share your share what you've been up to, share your updates, share your announcements, and then we'll hop in with those guys. So um, that's, that's you know, one thing to keep an eye on. That's it. We're going to sign off. Thank you um, again. Uh, Blink helps helps us put this space on. So Blink is a is a Bitcoin wallet for bottom up adoption, uh, and uh, you can you can download it at Blink.sv. And uh, lastly, Geyser Fund, which has a education in Bitcoin communities grant happening right now. So that's at Geyser.fund. Kimal, final words from you before we sign off. That was a fantastic space. Thanks for the update from Bitcoin Lake. Great job, guys. Keep going. Keep pushing Bitcoin adoption. Educating people. Love what you guys are doing. Keep it up. And yeah, tune in next week when we talk to the guys from Bitcoin Ikasi, from Machankura, and uh, the upcoming Adopting Bitcoin conference in Cape Town on the African continent. And yeah, have a good evening, good afternoon, and see you soon. Thank you, guys. See you all in Adopting. Malak, Quags, yo. Early arrival, passports down, yeah, everything is nice like I'm in the south of France, yo, everything is nice like we just got to Cannes, freestyle on a non-plan plan, 6am, say je t'aime, mon chéri, more, let's do it again, champagne, campaign, and cake for breakfast.
Tiffany's at Tiffany's Picked out a necklace, 3,000 seconds Hot brunch at Evans, spent the day at the beach Making fresh connections, she loves Cosmos Happy hour at the Hyatt, if they accept Bitcoin Cool, we can try it, brown eyes 5-5, five, five. with Jimmy Choo's on She's 5-9, she catwalks In her spare time, no small talk Don't waste the time, she likes a man They can stack them saps, that's a man Like quakes for a matter of fact Put your mountain music on her favorite song The day is old, the night is young Yeah The day is old, the night is young Yeah Let's have some fun, let's have some fun Yo Let's have some fun, let's have some fun Yo The day is old, the night is young My life My life quakes 